0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, it's our week in review, and we have new news. That's coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, July 29th, 2000. 2022. The time is 8 50 a.m. Eastern, daylight savings time, and now it's time for those crypto prices. Here comes the money! Here we go! Money talks. Bitcoin is up again today, 3%. It's at $23,580, while Ethereum's at $1,668, up 2.8% in 24. We have tethered the number three. We have USDC number four and Binance is at 282, up 6.2%. And my theory has always been if you see Binance pump, you're going to see Bitcoin pump. So I think we're going to have a little bit more ups in the future. And if we don't, please write me, Matthew crypto. decrypt.co, and say I was wrong. But also write me if I'm right. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Doge. The top 10, I think, has remained consistent for the past month and a half. Total market cap. We're sitting at 1.08 trillion, of BTC dominance of 41.7, and an F dominance of 18.8. And now it's time for our Week in Review. If you remember on Monday, I mentioned the grift that keeps on grifting. It's a law firm, Scott & Scott, that is currently organizing a class action lawsuit against Yuga Labs the creators of Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs. And they're alleging that Yuga falsely promoted Board Ape NFTs and ApeCoin as securities with guaranteed returns. But, you know, they have went down in price. And so Scott & Scott is organizing a group of people, are trying to organize a group of people, are finding people that bought the high and are mad because they are holding bags now. Also on Monday, we spoke about Zipmax and they were pausing customer redraws, like a lot of other places, because of unforeseen circumstances, they say. They also received a memorandum of understanding from a potential investor. Well, today we have new news coming out saying that Zipmax is seeking bankruptcy protection against legal action from creditors, according to an update from the company. The company says it plans to use the time allowed by bankruptcy protection to resolve its liquidity issue, create a restructuring plan, and secure new investments to support its operations going forward. The firm claims that it has already received a former registered interest from potential investors to show up finances. So, in summary, they pause withdrawals. They say that they have investors looking to buy the company or help them out. And then they file for bankruptcy. So, nobody has any recourse to get their money. Moving to Tuesday, on Tuesday we saw that Coinbase is facing a new SEC probe investigating whether it let Americans trade digital assets that should have been registered as securities. And this is according to Bloomberg. Chief legal officer at Coinbase took to Twitter denying the exchange is listing unregistered securities. He said, we are confident that our rigorous diligence process, a process that the SEC has already reviewed, keeps securities off our platform. And we look forward to engaging with the SEC on that matter. Coinbase does not list securities on its platform, period. Added a Coinbase blog post. Prior to that, Coinbase said that the company had filed a petition with the SEC to improve rulemaking on digital asset securities. CZ Zhao, the CEO of Binance, is suing Bloomberg Businessweek for allegedly defamatory statements published in an article early this month, writing in Chinese, which translates to English, CZ's Ponzi scheme. Well, CZ was not happy, hence the suing, but also he tweeted this in the voice of bloomberg hey we would do a nice profile piece on you cz invite you for photo shoots etc and then switch the story last minute ignore all positive comments they got from third parties pick only old negative ones and still puts you on the cover he says what the f unprofessional also on tuesday we saw that tesla sold 75 percent of its bitcoin yet the company still holds 222 million dollars worth of digital assets Elon Musk said, the reason why we sold a bunch of our Bitcoin holdings is that we were uncertain when the COVID lockdowns in China would alleviate. So it was important for us to maximize our cash position, given the uncertainty of the COVID lockdowns in China. On Wednesday, we saw that Unstoppable Domains, they secured a $65 million Series A funding round, which made the company a unicorn, a $1 billion valuation. Unstoppable Domains has registered more than 2.5 million crypto domain names, including dao. To buy a domain, it could be about 5 bucks, but it could go up to hundreds of dollars. The firm claims to have generated more than $80 million in sales so far. And that was my big question. Is this company really a unicorn? If anybody listens to this podcast, you know that I listen to the All In podcast. Now, I'm not saying that these are original thoughts, but one of the themes of the All In Podcast over the past couple of months was the unreasonable valuations for some of these tech companies. Because during COVID, a lot of money was sent out. A lot of money was printed. There was artificial liquidity in the markets. People were just doing crazy stuff with this money and buying into these companies or these startups with you know seed capital or series A funding rounds, valuing these companies 15, 20, 25 times their ARR or annual recurring revenue. And that seems as though what's happening with this one. Now, look, no dish on unstoppable domains. It looks like they're probably around a $300 million company or so. But are they a billion dollar company? It looks as though this is an artificial valuation based off of hype and the old way of valuing companies. But right now, it seems as though liquidity is drying up. A lot of the VCs are holding their money. They're trying to figure out what's happening with uh, the Fed, rates, the market. Are we in a recession? How is everything going to shake out? Have we hit bottom? Are we going back up? And because all kinds of different factors, companies are not being valued the same way. I mean, look at Coinbase. They're trading at what 50, 55 dollars today. I mean, I bought Coinbase stock at 200 plus. I think my break even right now for Coinbase is 180. Even Coinbase is not being valued the same way. Backed is not valued the same way. All kinds of tech companies, Netflix and so on and so forth, are not being valued the same way. Now we could call it a dip, we can call it a recession, we call it what you want. but there is no reason. At this point, when even the biggest companies are being valued less, that you're giving companies a 20x of ARR valuation when everything else is going down and being valued less. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Also on Wednesday, speak of the devil, we saw Kathy Wood, the CEO of ARK Invest and brilliant investor, dump $75 million or 1.4 million shares of Coinbase stock. This is a company she's been aping into for a while. She is the third largest, or ARK Invest is the third largest shareholder of Coinbase. And now she's dumping? Hmm. And finally, on Wednesday, we heard about the Cryptocurrency Tax Fairness Act, would exempt reporting crypto transactions of less than $50 or trades in which a person earns less than $50. Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania said that while digital currencies have the potential to become an ordinary part of Americans everyday lives, our current tax codes stand in the way. This bill will help Americans use cryptocurrencies more easily as an everyday method of payment by exempting them from taxes on small personal transactions. Now, again, the question is here, and I think this is an interesting uh, thing to discuss, is if you have an incentive that gives you tax-free small transactions, I think everything's going to transition to micropayments. And so you're just going to see a lot of very, very, very small, very, very cheap payments, $50 or less, uh, being moved all around the fastest, quickest, and cheapest blockchains. And you're going to see that for expensive items. And the way that they're going to get around this, I think, is they're going to start ERC-721-ing or you know, fractionalizing different items so you can buy pieces of the item and then put it together and still have the whole. This is what I think. I think that might be a workaround. Let's see how things play off. But if anybody wants to make a business with me, <laughs> that's the business I'll make if this goes through. On Thursday, we heard the news that nothing says Web3 like a brick-and-mortar store in Solana. They're opening a Solana-themed store in New York City. Inside the store, you'll learn how Solana works, what Web3 is, and they'll set you up with a wallet and your first NFTs. And they'll also guide you through your first on-chain transactions. Beyond NFTs and phantom wallet tutorials, the space will also provide customers with interactive art and plenty of Solana-based merch. Moving into today's news. Miami's mayor, Francis Suarez, shared plans to release 5,000 Ethereum NFTs later this year. Miami is partnering with Time Magazine's publisher, Time USA, MasterCard, and Salesforce to make this happen. Designed by 56 different Miami artists, it represents 56 square miles of the city. Mayor Suarez said this, We will continue to employ these new technologies to support our existing businesses while attracting new ones. The FDIC, or the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, weighed in and issued a cease and desist order for the battle crypto company Voyager Digital. As you guys remember, Voyager Digital was saying that they're backed by FDIC insurance. That is not the case. The agencies accused Voyager of making false and misleading claims telling customers their funds were insured by the government. It appears Voyager is already complying with their wishes, and I feel bad for the clients. I think this could be, now of course this is all speculation, this is me, my opinion, but this looks like a case of if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck, it might be a duck, Axie Infinity CEO moved $3 million in tokens before disclosing the $622 million Ronin hack. Now of course the CEO says, this is baseless, there's there's nothing to this, I just moved tokens. Just saying that once you disclose that it's been a massive hack, you know, price usually goes down and people start shorting the market. But these tokens were moved to Binance. But this article did not say what happened with them. Are they in Binance still? Did they keep them in Binance after the disclosure? Or did they sell them promptly to pocket the cash? I don't know. Bitcoin can be used for old-time schemes and frauds like Ponzi schemes and bogus investments, promising big returns with only upside and no risk, said Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio. New ways to cheat people out of their money is not the kind of innovation most people want in our economy. The chairman of the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs made the comments in a hearing titled Protect Investors and Savers, Understanding Scams and Risks in Crypto and Security Markets. He pointed out how investors were harmed in the collapse of lending platforms like Celsius and Voyager Digital that offered substantial yields on crypto deposits. In the last months, he said, we've witnessed spectacular blowups in the crypto market, exposing both the alarming interconnections and the enormous risks among crypto firms. Consumers and investors were misled with the promises that their crypto would earn double-digit interest rates. And finally, PreMent's founder, Brendan Modelgan, told Decrypt last week that the user interface for most popular crypto wallets needs to be drastically improved to make it near impossible for someone to connect their wallet and drain it. He continued to say that this is a solvable problem, but it's bad shit crazy that it's so easy to drain a wallet and there aren't more warnings in place to protect people. With that said, Ethereum wallet MetaMask has been updated to make sure users are aware of what they're signing when certain permissions are requested by making it easier that smart contracts are requesting broad permissions. There were screenshots posted to MetaMask GitHub, and they show prompts of text that reads, Give permission to access all of your board Ape Yacht Club, with an additional warning reading, By granting permission, you are allowing the following account to access your funds. So basically what they're saying is the new MetaMask can be downloaded that gives you warnings that you are allowing people to access your NFTs or anything that's on your MetaMask. And this is going to hopefully help reduce the impact of scams. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back on Monday. I hope you have a great weekend. And if you want to write me... Write me Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. That is exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. That's my email. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone.